0: church weekly podcast we hope you enjoyed this message from pastor mark board for any other messages or other resources please visit us at lcboise.com thank you lord well you guys we got to a good place it's really nice again in here praise god Father, thank you for what you're doing in in our lives tonight. If all we were to do is just worship you, it would be sufficient. What a privilege and an honor it is to worship you, to give you glory, to give you praise. Holy Spirit, have your way in us. Thank you. Have your way in us and through us tonight. We hear your voice. We know your ways. This is our choice. To hear your voice. And not any other. We give you the glory. We give you the honor. We give you the praise. Thank you Lord. Someone said one time. That we should be God inside minded you know that's true that's a good statement over and over again in scripture we see uh reference to him being in us to him abiding in us to him being us being filled with him okay when you think of god when you think of uh him don't just picture him in heaven i know there's a reality there and i'm not saying that's not true uh, But God is by his Spirit in us. And uh, so instead of just being mindful of what, uh, of God out there, be mindful of God in here. In here. Right? Put your hand there. That's your heart. God inside. God inside you'll, you'll find frequently uh, that things will come up from within there in other words it'll seem like it's there yeah I could tell you story after story after story of things that God has dealt with me about or things that he has shown me and it came from here it didn't it didn't originate up here I think it was too big to fit in here <laughs> my mind goes squirrely but it's right in here it's like you you uh, you carry it around. Uh, There's probably a handful of you that were in our welcome lunch on Sunday. And that illustration kept coming back to me again and again sharing with them about almost like being pregnant. That I can't really relate to. But, uh, but in a spiritual sense I think I can. Because at different times the Lord has dropped something in me. And it seems like it's not physical but it almost feels that way you know it almost seems but it's you carry something yeah and I've noticed at times in services while speaking or in services like this uh, where the Lord will drop a word inside of me and then it's just there it's almost like you know if you could could go here here it is I mean it just seems like he put it in you and it's going to be there until you get rid of it until you give it out yeah? And I like that. I like that. And uh, sometimes it's there, and it's, it, it's just a deposit of the Spirit of God, and it's a gift. It's a gift. It's a manifestation of a gift. Uh, but the glory of God uh, is, is something that a, not only can come in like a, like a cloud, like a wave, like a wind, uh, and these kind of things. Uh, the glory of God's inside of believers, too where where is your healing it's right here in other words uh, don't think of it i need it to come to me the healer's there he's in you he is the powerhouse and the source so he's already in you the, the healing's already there. Where, where where is your 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 direction well we've been teaching this on uh, on sundays about getting direction from god uh where is that direction well here's where it is it's right in here well say god has it. i know where he where is he he's in heaven well yeah but he's also inside so the answer is in you i don't mean it originates from you like you know but it originates from him in you huh well when a person speaks in tongues where does that come from Say, well that comes from god yeah but god where god is in you when your spirit by the holy spirit prays or speaks so that comes from within you amen i don't now don't get me wrong there are moves there are moves of the spirit of god that that do come upon us yeah sometimes through the laying on of hands sometimes in an atmosphere of god's glory where where something happens and it seems like it, the spirit of god fell on someone that's scriptural no doubt but uh, let's keep this in mind: New Testament, New Covenant. He's in us. Yeah, the teacher's in you. The the guide is inside. the The helper is within. Yeah, the healer is in is in you. The deliverer that we uh, referenced earlier of the past, present, and future. Where does he live? I'd like to know his address. Yeah. Right inside. Yeah amen say it out loud with me say say deliverance Deliverance is in me me. healing Healing is in me me. wisdom Wisdom is in me me. amen Amen. see how's that in me by the spirit who lives in you be God inside minded I'm not trying to get something oh it's out there if I could only find it Uh, no he's here inside he abides praise God amen Thank you, Lord. Amen. Well, let's read a verse over here in Romans for a moment. Romans chapter one. Thank you, Lord. In a service like this, we just, we just listen to the spirit of God and he, he leads us and guides us and directs us. And, uh, uh are there are, are there individuals tonight who who you would identify uh just up until now from seven o'clock until now that you you could tell there has been a change in your body or in your life something significant that you've received from the lord already tonight if that if there's are those uh, yeah okay a bunch of people hands in the hands over there okay no one over there so i wouldn't sit there next week if i were even... oh there are a couple over there okay God moves on the West side. (laughs) Amen. Well, it's good to acknowledge that you see. uh, And if someone else said, well, I, I, I want what they got. Well, he's in you. So how do I get, how do I get these things to work? You say it just like, that's why we demonstrate. You say my healing's in me working in me right now. The healer is in my life. Healer is in my spirit, and He is radiating through my spirit into my body, into my mind, and I am being affected. I am being impacted. I am being changed right now, this very moment. Amen. I've taught this many times concerning healing. Do you know that? Uh, do you know that when? A person lays hands on a believer. Lays hands on someone according to Mark sixteen eighteen. They lay hands on someone in faith. That healing begins one hundred percent of the time. One hundred percent of the time. All right. Now we love it when it's gone, and that happens all the time but what sometimes people fail and what they lose this in is if they don't see 100% whoop gone all of a sudden I can move it again or I can you know and they don't, they don't have a physical manifestation they stop walking by faith and go back to sight instantly see they did it by faith they started in a good place and healing began instantly but if it, but if it wasn't perceivable to the physical uh, senses yet they switched back over to sight and started believing what their senses instead of God's word and that's when they lose it Hmm? What do you do? I've encouraged many people along these lines. Uh, whether you perceive any change or not, it absolutely started right there. Believe that. And if someone tell you say, ah, "It seems like it's better, like ten percent." Good. Well, that's now you have ten percent. That's just further evidence. It started in you. So what, what? do you do from there? You believe that every. Second of every minute of every hour, it is increasing. It is expanding. It is growing until there is zero room for affliction left in your body. How do I keep that working? You believe that it is. You say, thank you, Lord. Healing's working in my body right now well how do you know because by his stripes we were healed we go back to scripture we go back to the promise because that's a fact and that is i believe that present tense it is working in my body so how long will it be working until it's a hundred percent huh until faith is no longer needed because it is sight at that point or in the in the sense realm so we believe these things uh continually yeah If anyone has anything wrong in their body right now, what do you believe about it? Here's what I would encourage you to believe about it. And and, and if you're you're not on board with this, you can have a starting point with the help of someone else through laying on of hands or something like that. You can get a starting point. But here's what I would encourage you to believe. Believe that it's leaving you. Yeah, so well, I have a report, and this doesn't, this one gets worse. (laughs) Well, I have another report, and it says, No, it doesn't. Well, they said this one's terminal. I have a different report, and it says it's not. Yeah, and by the way, I'm right without a medical degree. Why? Because I'm quoting someone who knows everything. that that, that that is real so that's what see we, we choose i didn't plan on saying any of this but we choose what we're going to believe in every any given situation and i don't mean just randomly choose something out of the air and i'm going to believe something just because i decided solidly based on the word of god we take it and say i believe that more than i do whatever i believe that i choose to believe that when i when i do that then the power gets activated in me I believe this because this word is true. Romans 8, 11, You know, 1 Peter 2, 24. I believe that word is true because I believe that. Huh, my body is changing. My finances are, are changing. My whatever is in disconnect from God's promise is present tense changing so how do I know it's changing right now because you said it is it doesn't work until you say it works I don't know that's better than you thought Uh, say well it works when God says no it doesn't God has already said it if God's word were a hundred percent manifest in every person's life one word from God would heal the planet One word from God would make every problem go away. Every demon would be out of here. You know what I'm talking about? If it were just up to God, there is no shortage of power on his side. It's what God says that we say. He says it first. We find it. And then we say it too. We own it. If we say, huh, I'm taking that. I'm taking that one right there for me. And then you own it, you say it, and instantly it goes into operation. Instantly it goes into manifestation in your life. Yes. Praise God. You. Right. you believe that? Yes. So if they got anything going on, uh, man, I wasn't planning on saying any of this, but I, that, that thing what was stirred earlier when I heard about that pressure from without and that kind of stuff. Right. If anything's going on, what do you say about it? I don't know what to say. Yes, you do. You've got the greater one inside of you. He's your healer and your deliverer. He is your, he is your helper in this. And you find what he said and you say it. Right, right. Say, this is what is happening. Not going to happen. I mean, concerning future things, yes, whatever. But right now, what is happening? What you say is happening. Say it's happening and say it's happening now it's not just a matter of semantics i know someone could memorize this and say it and it's just coming from their head but say it because you know it right. say it because you know it's true yeah, yeah. Right. amen and if it, if you're not if it's not real strong in you say it a lot because yeah. right. it'll register on you and it'll get it'll get ingrained in you and you say it and and, and that's when it goes to work yeah. amen 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 thank you lord How many know we always build our we build our church, we build our lives on what God has said. We don't build it on gifts of the Spirit. We don't build it on, I just need to feel the glory. No, you don't. That's a whipped cream, man. (laughs) Okay, that's necessary. Uh, (laughs) You know what I'm talking about? Uh, I, I, we believe in and experience and see increase in all of this but if you ever start going into you're going to just going to live in the whoo did you see that who'd you feel that you, <gasps> you, you know and we're always looking for someone to prophesy to us and we're always looking for the next the, the next that you're not you're going to end up very unstable okay you have the word that is our foundation jesus said when you hear my sayings and do them you're like the guy who built his house on the rock See, that's the rock. We always go back to the word. And then you add the, the the wind of the spirit and the move of God. And you are powerful when we have that. Amen. Did you find Romans? It's a, large, it's a kind of a big book. What should we read? Let me find a good verse. Romans chapter 1. Uh, hmm. verse 20 for since the creation of the world his invisible attributes that's God are clearly seen being understood by the things that are made even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. All right? Because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful. Okay? So is it possible to know God, or know of God, or know things about him, but not acknowledge that? That's one of the worst things a person could ever do is have something about God known to you. It's revealed to you. You see it even in nature as the as the starting point. And you don't acknowledge that. And you don't say, well, I don't see God. I don't know God. But when you do, okay, when a person knows of God, but they will not acknowledge him, whether it's pressure from other people, whether it's, a, you know, a cultural thing, uh, they don't acknowledge God, and they're not thankful. Um, that's very, very dangerous. How many know we should be the most thankful people on the planet? Yeah? Have you ever given a gift to someone, and they didn't thank you at all? Anybody, everybody, happen to anybody? Okay. Uh, has that ever happened on the other side, where someone has done something for you, and you were not thankful? Because <laughs> like we, how many know we're not really ultimately to focus on what other people do that's not our responsibility it's up to us how how we respond yeah you you know why when someone's not thankful do you know what that what often is a reason for that it's called entitlement it's because they think you owe it to them you did something for them but they thought well you had to so they don't they're not really thankful for that yeah be thankful for as many things as you can (laughs) Be thankful to God for, for the very breath you breathe yes. for the very food. I mean, we, I know we all, you know, do you pray for your, before you eat and stuff like we do that? Uh, that's scriptural to do that. Give thanks. Um, and some of us, you know, we probably get in the habit of just kind of rolling through it pretty quick because we've done it like three times a day for, A long time (laughs) and that you can roll but let it never be escape you so far where you're not truly genuinely thankful so why wouldn't you be thankful you think well it's just food (laughs) try going without (laughs) amen Uh, but why do i say this i mean we could talk about thankfulness all day long but uh, this is a condition of a group of people here they didn't acknowledge god okay uh They didn't glorify Him as God and they weren't thankful. What's the the result according to this verse? They became futile in their thoughts and their foolish hearts were darkened. Quickest way to darkness is you do not give Him glory. You do not acknowledge God as the source and strength of what you have and you're not thankful for that. Whenever Whenever we have that mindset, we go down. We're our understanding de- diminishes, is diminished. We're, 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 we enter into darkness. Just the opposite is true though. Whenever you can find anything that's right, that's of God, and you acknowledge it and you give Him glory for it, what happens? It increases. It increases. That's why one of the purposes of what we do here is ad- admonishment. It's a calling attention to something of God. Because we're mindful of the world, mindful of stuff in this natural world all day long. And one of the reasons we gather in a setting like this is so our attention can be drawn back to something that's of God. Why? Because it's already of God, whether we're thinking about it or not. But if something is of God and it's in our lives and we're not acknowledging it as such or being thankful for it, darkness comes. But every time we can be pulled back and our attention can be, can be drawn to something that's of God. And we say, hey, that's you, Lord. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you. And, and we begin to honor him, thank him, glorify him. What happens? More light comes. More light is It always increases when we look at it. And we give him thanks for it. Everybody with me? See, so this is a sure way, sure way to increase a sure way to more we do the right thing with what's been given we take what he offered us whether it's just simple understanding whether it's a revelation in some area or a physical blessing whatever it is and we, we, we give God the credit for it yeah. every good and perfect gift comes down from above from the father of lights in whom there's no neither variableness nor shadow of turning right? it comes down from him everything good you can find something good in your life, say, That's you, God. That's you, Father. That's you. that's from you right there. I acknowledge it. I glorify you for it. Oh, I am so thankful. See, that's a proper response. Listen, that's a required response. Okay. We must be that way. And if we will, what what, what happens? More good gifts from above. The more thankful, the more God-honoring, the more glorifying, the more it rains. Yeah? The more we discard it, the more we ho-hum or just don't even say anything about it. What happens? Our, our understanding is darkened a little bit. In other words, we're not seeing, we're not seeing, I don't mean we're going to hell, I'm not talking about, we're, we're not just not seeing quite so clearly now. We're, and isn't that what we ultimately want? We want to know very clear, this is God and this is not God. We live in a world that is extremely confused. Extremely confused. Good is good, good is bad, and bad is good. And it's all mixed up, and it's one big jambalaya or something. Uh, uh, is that a word? Is that a soup or something? Uh, uh, it, but it's one big, yeah, it makes sense, uh, mixture of, of I don't know anything. One big mixture of craziness. Huh? Where does that come from? Not acknowledging God. Not glorifying Him as God. Not being thankful. It's when everything becomes soup in your mind. Yeah? Lord, save us from the soup. Quote? Okay. Amen. And so, uh, we didn't even get through one verse, did we? did we? Verse 21, nor were thankful, became futile in their thoughts, their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing to be wise, they became what? Fools. 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 And changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man uh, and, and birds and four-footed animals and creeping things. Look at God's response to this. See, it's all confused. They confuse who God is. They set up idols. All of a sudden, he's like an animal and all kinds of crazy stuff. Therefore, God gave them up. Doesn't mean he wanted it to happen, but he basically... When someone uh, he does something, he shows himself, he reveals himself in any way whatsoever. When a person does not honor that and acknowledge and glorify him as such, he basically goes, "All right, do what you want to do. It's up to you. You can have what you want. You don't want you don't want to acknowledge this. Okay. You can think, you know." You can misplace birds and animals and trees and get them all confused and a bone big soup and all of creation and God, and you don't know who's who and who's God and who's an animal. And, and you look through history, people have worshiped all kinds of crazy things. And still do. Why? It's just mass confusion when we don't give God the glory. Yeah, but the more we do, the more it's clear. Healing is clear. Answers to prayer, clear wisdom from God. It's all clear. It's all under, should I go right? Should I go left? It's clear when I continually acknowledge him. I continually glorify him. Clear, 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 clear. And each time he shows you something, you respond with, I glorify you. Thank you for that. Oh, that's precious to me. Hallelujah. Anyway, we could go on. I'll just read a little bit more. And then I'll, I think I'm going to show you another verse. Uh. Therefore, God gave them up to uncleanness. Okay, that has to do with sexual weirdness. Um, In the lust of their hearts, to dishonor their bodies among themselves. See, he didn't want them to do that, but he said, all right, whatever you want. He gives them up. And all of a sudden, they're they're confused about all kinds of things. Who exchange the truth of God for a lie and worship and serve the creature rather than the creator, who is the blessed forever. See, it doesn't make any sense. All of a sudden, we're worshiping the creation. Creation. For this reason God gave them up to vile passions, even their women exchanged the natural use for what is against nature. Likewise, also the men leaving natural use of the woman burned in their lusts for one another, with men committing what is shameful and receiving within themselves the penalty which is due their error. Verse 28, uh, error which was due, verse 28, And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased mind to do things that are not fitting. Okay, and you could talk about all, about all those kind of things, but you can see how, how confusion in the human race works. How how does it work? It starts with this is is not not giving proper credit to where it's due, and then God says, "Okay, do do what you want." That doesn't mean it's of Him. He doesn't want it, but people are are making that choice. Our focus ought to always be on doing. The right thing or handling properly what God gives. Whatever that is. It's precious. I want to treat it right. Yeah. You know, the proper way to deal with what Jesus did on the cross is to walk in victory every day. You know, it actually glorifies God when people are healed. And it does not glorify him when people are not. It glorifies God when you take advantage of every single promise he has made. When it works in your life, that is what, you know, that's one of the ways that we worship God. Uh, We think of worship as I lift my hands and I sing and I shout and I do those kind of things. It is worship to God to say, Lord, I'm taking you at your word here. You promised this or you did this or Jesus took this in my place. I believe that is so in my life right now. I believe it is working in me. I believe you, you know, uh, you are in the middle of a worship service. Yeah, I I know this. He is glorified. You know, like some, we did last week. I was was out, but you guys uh, who were here, uh, we had the service last week with healing and so forth. Uh, do you know that 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 God is glorified during that thing Amen. during that time when, when when believers lay hands on the sick and uh, do you know that as far as god is concerned that's worship to him right. I believe that that honors him and glorifies him we we've had times right in the middle of uh, uh, of a service like that where people were healed and then individuals were Testifying of their healing and right in the middle of that happening the glory of God come in uh, the time I'm thinking of it came in, in here like a fragrance and people could smell the fragrance of heaven all, all over the place and it wasn't during the music you'd think that would make sense that should be a good time you know that the, the glory of God would manifest when everyone's singing and everyone's shouting. And don't get me wrong, it happens. That can happen during that, that time. But it happened when we were, dis- we were talking about, when we were doing, and when we were acknowledging and glorifying Him for healing. All of a sudden, His presence just came all over the place. It was one of those, oh. isn't that cool? See, the things that that we want and we desire and we enjoy, God is glorified in it. Let's never think that his wants and his desires are opposite or contrasting to what we want. I mean, in a sinful way, if you're wanting things sinful, obviously he's not into that. But so many things that you want, you desire, your heart longs for, it's the very same thing that he wants to happen. Amen. Amen. I don't know if you've ever if you've ever felt this way some some individuals uh, feel like like God is not really pleased with them unless they're in in so, at least in some degree miserable meaning they're sacrificing meaning they're doing something they don't like but they're doing it sacrificially to the Lord you know what I'm talking about And I don't mean to say that there's never a time when we don't do something, we don't feel like doing it, but we do it anyway for Him. And I I can see how that would be honoring in that situation. But, you know, when you look at the big picture, God is not looking and judging your life to say, Well, when you are just really miserable, but you're doing it for Him, then He's glorified. No. That's not His plan. That's not His intention. That's not what He designed for us To do on earth. What do you mean? I I mean, because I I mean just the opposite. That he is pleased when you and I are enjoying ourselves serving him. Yeah. I mean, for, for me to fulfill the call of God upon my own life... I do not doubt, and I have experienced that at times I've had to do things I didn't feel like doing, didn't want to do, whatever. Yes, that's been there. But that's not what gives God glory. He, I believe He's pleased, He takes pleasure when I'm enjoying serving Him. When I have a good attitude about it, and I'm actually having fun. And I'm praying, preaching, prophesying, whatever. I'm doing the work of the ministry, helping people and do whatever involved. And enjoying it. I have a smile on my face. And it doesn't even feel like work. Does it have to be burdensome for it to be right? No. No. If our will is to do something different than His will, yes, crucify that. Lay it down. You know, give it up to Him, no doubt. Okay? Okay? But but the, the big picture, many when we are serving God and we're in the middle of His will, a good chunk of this is fun. On, supposed to be, yeah. supposed to be. Don't don't beat yourself up saying yeah, I can't. I'm enjoying this, and there's got to be something wrong with that. <laughs> I mean, because I need to be, I need to be, you know, <laughs> suffering a little bit more in order for this truly to be the will of God. Really? No. No. I don't think it was the Lord's plan that there would be mass depression in his family on earth. Because we're all just laying it down. We don't want to do this. But we're doing it for you, Lord. You remember that what Isaiah said about that. Isaiah... What verse? Is it chapter 1? Verse something or other? Uh, if you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. Does the Lord want us to, well, Lord, I don't really want to do this, but I'll do it for you? Is that pleasing to Him? It's not. It's not. What does He want us to do? Want to. And have a good time while doing it. Enjoy Him. Amen. Didn't, didn't even Paul say, if you read over in the book of uh, uh, Philippians, chapter 3. Uh, he said, I have learned in whatever state I am in, therein to be content. He went on to say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So he went through a learning process how to get to a place of happy no matter what so he enjoyed serving god and he had some challenges beyond the average joe right i mean because he was persecuted severely and yet he got to a place where he he enjoyed serving god even in the even though it was hard at times god wants us just to be happy amen thank you lord did i give you another verse You want one more first uh, Timothy first Timothy chapter 1 verse 12 first 1 Timothy 112 and I thank Christ Jesus our Lord who has enabled me Where does your enablement come from? He said, I thank Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. He enabled me. Paul didn't enable himself. He said, the Lord enabled me. Because, why did he do that? Well, because he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry. Counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry. Now, I know some some interpret this this verse and they read read it this way that the Lord basically imputed faithfulness to him like righteousness like righteousness is imputed he's saying uh, almost like uh, Paul saying I'm I i was not faithful but the Lord you know counted me faithful uh, anyway I, I don't really read it that way um, I don't really see, see see it that way I know righteousness is imputed no doubt but faithfulness, I can see throughout Scripture, is something that I do. Okay, not that it's solely of me. I mean, anything I can do, it's by His grace. But it's still my response to His grace—to be faithful, to do the right thing. Now, in other words, how did Paul get in the ministry? The Lord put him in there. Well, why did the Lord put him in there? Because he was faithful. That I mean, I doesn't mean Paul saved himself, or the, he was saved because of his doing. I mean, he responded, of course, but he wasn't saved because of his own righteousness by any means. But as far as being in ministry, he did the right thing with what he was given. And the Lord said, I can trust him with more. I can trust. I can give him more responsibility, more gifting, more assignment. He'll do the right thing. And because he handled properly, just like we talked about, glorified God and thankful, more light. He dealt properly with the call of God, what he wanted to do. The Lord said, I am going to put you in the ministry now if you were to if you were to go back and look at uh, how that progressed you know if you know Paul's story as Saul of Tarsus and he had that dramatic experience on the road to Damascus where the Lord appeared to him spoke to him the bright light fell down to the ground so obviously that was not about Paul's faithfulness was it <laughs> he hadn't been faithful all right he'd been faithful but deceived in fact, he uh, he said in the next verse over here. He said he re- obtained mercy because he did it ignorantly. All right, ignorantly in unbelief. So he wasn't he wasn't intentionally doing the wrong thing. He's doing the wrong thing because he didn't know. All right, so that was that played into that. Uh, but then uh, he did that, and immediately he started preaching or started declaring what he had received and what he knew. But he wasn't put into the ministry for actually quite a while. You read over there in Galatians. Uh, this is not another verse. Uh, well, it is, but I'm not taking you there. You read over in the book of Galatians, you'll see how he, they didn't receive him. They didn't And read in Acts, they didn't believe him. So he went away to another place for three years. And, uh, and then you read, and, and it says that 14 years later, he came back to Jerusalem. And, uh, and after that, you read over in Acts chapter 13, and it says in Acts chapter 13 that there were certain uh, prophets and teachers, and it lists a bunch of these people. And th- as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said, separate unto me Barnabas and Saul for the work uh, wherein which I have called them, okay? Okay. The time between the light, between the Damascus Road experience and him being set in as an apostle, quite a few years, huh? How many know a lot of times people want to step there in the first week? I'm a called of God, so I'm going to step in 20-year-old saying, I'm prophet so-and-so. No, you're not. That's not how the kingdom of God works, even if there's a calling. That doesn't mean that the Lord has placed a person in a mini- in that ministry. Amen. So, well, how, how, how does someone get to where to where they're doing the the most and fulfilling what God has for them? It's called faithfulness. It's called I am handling properly correctly faithfully whatever he shows me whatever he puts gives me whatever my hand finds to do i'm going to be diligent i'm going to be faithful i'm going to be uh i'm going to do the right thing with it that's how no- it works with knowledge revelation understanding it how it's how it works with anointing with gifting and even god's placement i want the lord to place me well that's what happened paul said i think Jesus, because He enabled me, and He put me in the ministry. Do you see that God puts people places? Yeah. What, 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 upon what basis does He put people where He wants them to be? Their faithfulness. The calling is completely of Him and of His grace. He chooses. He he, he'll, he he does this for all of us, but then whether we ever walk in that, whether we ever experience the fullness of that, it depends on how we respond. If we respond correctly and de- do rightly uh, with it, then the Lord looks at us and says, you know, I can give her more. You know what? She, she's doing the right. Man, that blesses me. Load, load her up with some more stuff. Load her up with some more ability. Cause the grace, the grace to abound in her life. Let's, put, let's move her into this position, into this place. Let's give this person influence over here. Let's give them a voice in this area. Huh? yeah how how, how can we how can we fulfill God's best in our lives well I'm not supposed to try to make it happen but I am supposed to be faithful with what he gives me and for every single one of us no matter what we're supposed to do even even talking about receiving the benefits of our rights in Christ and our redemption it all hinges on handling properly what's already been given us. Honor it, respect it, deal rightly with it, be faithful, look at it, point it, give him glory for it, be thankful, yeah, and do the right thing. And then what, what do we do? We're setting ourselves up, not for self-promotion, not for I'm going to do that, no, we set ourselves up to where God sees and says, Yep. Promote. 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 Move them up. Move them up. Give them more. Let them handle this. Huh? Do you think there's any truth to that when it comes to finances? You read over in Matthew, Jesus' parable about the guy who, who gave the three guys some money, went away in a far country. And what was it all about? What they did with it. I know it's ultimately about salvation, but... What he did, How they handled what they had determined at the end whether they're going to lose what they had or whether they're going to be multiplied. So even being faithful with the finances that we have. It's, a, it's an opportunity. God is setting us up to succeed. He's given all of us opportunity to increase, to, have, to experience more. But if we find ourselves on a plane or find ourselves being diminished, this is a good area to check up on. Am I what? Am I glorifying Him as God, the giver of every perfect gift? Am I thankful for everything He's given me? Am I faithful? Am I handling properly with respect, with honor? Am I doing something with what He's already put in my hand? If I do, I'm setting myself up for Him to promote. Amen. Amen. Well, I've been faithful for like a month. good for you it's a good launching pad to get to 14 years or whatever amen we hope you enjoyed this message find our other messages on itunes or visit our website at lcboise.com and follow us on social media life church boise thank you and have a blessed day